Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast thanks to OAC Digital. Round 17 sees the Raiders in the second instalment of the grand final rematch up against the Sydney Roosters at GIO Stadium this Saturday night. Joining us for the podcast is myself, Ben Pollock, the Raiders' media manager and the Raiders' media team, Tom Logan and John Croyder. Boys, I cannot wait for this one. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, you can almost taste finals footy, so this is going to be a great match. It's hard to believe, Tom, that we're... Um, four weeks out from the finals, but last week we were, still had a quarter of the competition to go. With a 20-round season, it looks completely different than usual. Yeah, it feels a bit weird, um, but it feel, feel, like you guys are saying, it feels like um, finals footage just around the corner with the warmer weather sort of heating up, so yeah, bring it on. Yeah, round 17 in spring. I don't think I'd ever see uh, that happen, but here we go. Looking forward to the game this weekend against the Roosters. We're going to touch on that. We're also going to have a quick look at the game against the Bulldogs uh, on uh, Sunday night there at GIO Stadium. And we'll also talk to uh, Raiders English forward John Bateman this week, catch up with him ahead of the big game this weekend. But first of all, let's go around the horn. All right, news this week, plenty happening once again at Raiders HQ. We're going to kick things off uh, with a bit of a crowd update for GIO Stadium. We had 3,000 there last weekend against the Bulldogs. And uh, guys, it looks as though it's going to be 3,000 again this week. The only difference being is that due to the increased demand from the Raiders membership, it looks as though it's only going to be Raiders members this week because um, basically they're going to snap up all of that 3,000 tickets, which from a from a club point of view, it's great to see so many members wanting to go out back to the footy. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be um, great to have 3,000 at the ground again. Uh, the opposition will definitely be kept on side, I think. Uh, <laughs> crowd does a very good job, as always, but... Um, just really good just to have that Viking clap as well, just with more people. It's um, been kind of getting used to having the 1,500, so 3,000 feels like a massive crowd. Yeah, it was a lot better last week, that's for sure. Tom, uh, other news items through the week. Uh, and some disappointing news, but uh, news that we saw coming. Uh, Huawei has um, um, unfortunately had to uh, finish up their major sponsorship with the club a year early, and, and they spoke about uh, not the, the negativity around that, but also the posi- but more about the positivity around the great relationship they've had with the club for nine years. Yeah, it's, a bit of, it's quite a big shame, actually. Um, Huawei and the Raiders have enjoyed probably as good as a relationship you could probably have in terms of a major sponsor in the club. So um, we will miss having, having them around, but, um, yeah, it's just disappointing, but not much we can do. Yeah, I just want to say... Um, Thank you to Huawei for all of their involvement. I know that Don um, mentioned all this in the press conference this week, but we've done a lot of great things with them over the years, um, with Jeremy, Lisa and the crew. Um, They've done a wonderful job uh, in promoting a lot of very good causes in charities, things like Tour de Cure, uh, Ricky Stewart Foundation, uh, Deaf Australia, and and most recently with the Black Dog Institute. So that type of stuff will be sorely missed, and um, I'm sure they're going to be... Uh, well, they are going to be remained involved in the club in, in 2021 uh, on the back of the jersey and also uh, with the naming rights partner here of the Huawei Raiders Centre. So sad to see them go, but uh, we understand the decisions. Uh, let's have a look at the game this weekend in terms of uh, something a bit different on the field, John, the foundation jersey. Tell us a bit about that. Yes, yeah, so um, we've got the foundation jersey. If you haven't seen the photos, it kind of looks a little bit like the um, 
2018 jersey, I think, with that different green and then the elements of blue around the collar and also the sleeves. But also it's got the names of a lot of people who have donated to the Raiders Foundation on the jersey as well. And it's a great way to thank uh, great support who have helped keep the club running through um, COVID, but also um, just donating to help benefit the game for a lot of young um, men and women. Yeah, the Raiders Foundation um, has a number of components uh, in respect to that. Like obviously, you know, the bringing through younger players and, and being able to provide opportunities for them. It's also about keeping this wonderful facility um, up to speed and, and running uh, efficiently. Um, so all of those donations are much appreciated. Um, with this particular jersey, I think we had about 165 people take up the opportunity to have their name or their family's name on the jersey, which is great. Uh, and I also want to um, make sure we make mention of the, the 700 members who donated their 2020 membership balance to the foundation directly. Uh, your contribution has definitely not got unnoticed and I think... Uh, somewhere around the $100,000 mark uh, in revenue to the foundation, which will be used for those particular programs. So thank you to those members who did that as well. Uh, on the field, um, injury-wise, just had the one concern uh, heading into the weekend. Tom Curtis Scott uh, picked up a bit of a leg injury. Uh, scans have uh, cleared him of any fracture, and uh, I suppose we'll see how he goes at training this week. Yeah, we all had our breaths when he went down. Um, it didn't look too good on first diagnosis, but... Obviously, he's pulled up quite well and, you know, it's going to be great to see him get back out on the field again. Yeah, three rookies named on the bench in the team this week. We'll touch on that a little bit later uh, to see if uh, any of those guys could be on standby for Curtis. Um, but we'll um, have to wait until we get into uh, later in the week before we do that. All right, round 16 saw the Bulldogs and the Raiders take uh, each other on at GIA Stadium. The Raiders prevailing 34-20 in the end. Uh, John... A little bit scary there at halftime at 20-12, to 12, but uh, Ricky mentioned um, afterwards he was really happy with the way that the guys came in uh, to the sheds at halftime and the way that they responded after the break. It's very interesting to hear how a coach watches a game as opposed to a fan because um, I was not as calm as Rick sounded like <laughs> he was, um, but um, it was a great second half and the team did show that composure and the attack really, really clicked. But also, I don't think we conceded any points in the second half, so I kind of got my prediction around the wrong way from last week. <laughs> Let's have a listen to what Rick had to say after the game when he talked about that composure and what uh, he felt in the change room at half-time. For me, and, and the message at half-time, was, I was really impressed with my boys at half-time with the, with the team in regards to the composure they had. Um, when everyone tells you that you should be winning this game and, and you walk in and you're down by... Well, I think we are down by eight, were we? And there was a lot of composure in the, uh, the body language and the, the, the eyes of the boys. And I, that really impresses me because <clears throat> there's a sign of maturity there. My, my senior players are doing their job, um, which is, you know, they've got to be, we've got to be the leaders for our young blokes. And there's a real composure and we just had to make sure that we went back out and got back into our game of football and we didn't get frustrated because we were losing to a footy team that we should be beating. If we had a roll in there tonight and we're playing against Penrith and they scored 12 points or whatnot, or 10 or 12 points off two kicks, you say, no, we're going OK. It's a lot harder to say when you should be up by 20. You know, in the eyes of everybody else outside the people that are preparing to play the contest. Yeah, he is Raiders coach Ricky Stewart. Um, you know, obviously, would have been, wouldn't have been happy with the scoreline, Tom, at half-time, but, uh, you know, obviously the Bulldogs came out and Played some pretty decent football in that first half and, and had the Raiders on the back foot. Scored a couple of tries off kicks, but they were able to um, then come out in the second half and respond. Yeah, like Johnny said, I was 
I was incredibly nervous at halftime, but having looked at it on reflection, I thought the Bulldogs were really lucky to get some of the tries that they did. There was a couple of dubious calls there that probably went against us that probably maybe shouldn't have. So maybe, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but <laughs> I don't care. So you've got, you've got plenty of cash yeah. in case you could find. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, the boys came out in the second half and they just got the job done. Jack Whiten is in a league of his own when it comes to his running game that close to the try line and... Um, yeah, just great performance all around. Great to see Hudson Young and Tom Starling get some tries too. Yeah, I thought Jack White and um, you know just really took the game um, by the scruff of the neck, and to score those two tries, you know, both pretty much individual efforts, and the way that he powered um, through that line those times, John, it's, he's really announced himself as one of the marquee players of the competition. Hundred percent. But also the other thing is like when he took the game by the scruff of the neck, we were down to twelve, and um, it was just such a big, big play for him to get those two tries, and then when um, Starlo came back onto the field. We were really um, had the momentum, but you're right. Jack is one of the marquee players in the competition. He's shown that now over a long period of time. Even when he was playing fullback, that last year and a half of him playing fullback, he was outstanding. And now he's just got a little bit more room and touching the ball more often. I always find it really interesting that when a team goes down to twelve men during a game, they find something extra to to lift themselves. We saw it a couple of years ago. Uh, I think the Raiders were able to, I think, kick three penalty goals. Uh, when they were down to, to 12 men and then we saw on the weekend they were down to 12 again and home, the way that they lifted... Home prelim last yeah, year. Home prelim last year when Chance went to the bin. It's it's almost like a switch flicks um, and mentally they, they know that they have to defend that little bit extra and put that bit of extra effort in. And, and on the weekend we saw it, as you mentioned, uh, John, two tries in, a, in that 10-minute period. And I don't think the Bulldogs had the ball for more than maybe two or three sets during that time as well. So... Full credit to the team to um, to be able to do that, and uh, almost said full credit to the boys, but I wish you did. <laughs> but uh, no, well done to the, the guys there for being able to handle that adversity. Uh, Matt Tomoko, uh, wonderful uh, to see him make his debut once again. Tom uh, got more of an opportunity than they probably would have thought with the injury to Curtis, but I thought he handled himself really well. Yeah, another young rookie that's come through this year and really not looked out of place at all when they've taken to the field. It's like what we saw with Kai, Semi, Harley, um, Matt. You know, I think once he got a couple of sort of runs under his belt, um, that really sort of settled any nerves. And, yeah, he didn't look out of place at all. He had two carries in the first two yeah. minutes he was on the field. I feel like that's when the momentum started to shift, before Jack got those yeah, two definitely. Tries. Yeah, we got a penalty, I think, coming out of our own end um, for holding down. And then um, we got the... We've got the momentum down the other end of the field and then that's when Jack was able to get that. But, you know, we talk about composure. It just shows the maturity of the team that they can handle that adversity, be eight points down at, at the break and be able to come back uh, and win the game. So, I mean, that's a really positive step heading into the back end of the season. Uh, the other big one that got ticked off on, uh, on Sunday night was Jared Croker uh, becoming the fifth highest point scorer of all time in the NRL. It just seems like, Tom, that we're... Uh, marking off another milestone every few weeks for Jared. Yeah, and he's not far off uh, fourth place either. I think he's only got maybe less than 100 until he overtakes Joey Johns. Um, yeah, it feels like every week that we've got another milestone or some sort of uh, post ready to go up on social media uh, congratulating Croaks, but just shows you how freakish the guy is in terms of what he's achieved so far at the game, and he's got a, quite a few more years to go. And his goal-kicking has just gone to another level this year. I don't know if we've already talked about it on this podcast, but feel like every week I'm just in awe of his goal kicking. Yeah, time to put that game behind us and move on to round 17. 
As we mentioned at the top of the show, we have the grand final rematch times two. It's the second instalment of the Raiders and the Roosters in 2020. We all know what happened in that first game. The Raiders went down to the SCG. Uh, not many people gave them a hope of winning with Josh Hodgson uh, ruled out with injury and they were able to get the 24-20 win over the Roosters on the night there. Uh, this time, a little bit different. Uh, the Roosters come here. Uh, we've had a look at their team this week. Uh, pretty much a full-strength side uh, with the inclusion of Luke Keary back in the halves, which is a massive boost for them. And also, Tom, uh, SBW back in the NRL and playing his first game here at GIO Stadium on uh, Saturday night. We've, and I know we've spoken about this a lot of times um, off-camera, but there's always always returning players that come to return against the Raiders. So uh, that's Luke, Luke Keery coming back. No is one just misses a, a game against us. No, nah, yeah. It's, yeah, it would be nice if that happened for uh, for once. But, um, yeah, a lot of the hype's around Sonny Bill Williams returning. Personally, I, th- I think it's mind games from Trent Robinson. I don't think he's going to play. I reckon he'll uh, get dropped out of the last hour, and um, but we'll see what happens. The yeah. Roosters don't do that. Oh, who knows? It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty um, good plays in the reserves as well. I think yeah, we're looking Crichton. Through, yeah, yeah Angus Crichton's and Mitch Orbison named on an extended bench. It just shows the depth of uh, player that they have uh, and the experience that they have. Mm. So, you know, they're going to come down here um, with a point to prove after that last time we come up against them. They don't, they don't like being beaten and, and no doubt they don't like being beaten twice in a season. So John will have our hands full. Yeah, we'll definitely have our hands full. They've got a, a class class roster. They've been in great form. I, I, Pretty much similar to us when we've had a lot of troops out. Um, they've been getting the results. Um, I, I love the forward battle. Um, they probably don't want to poke the bear this time round, um, <laughs> but Takiaho, he, he's a class act and Warrior Hargraves. So um, I think that's going to be the key battle as always. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a game that it can see being won in the middle. Um, both teams have that uh, attacking ability um, in the back line, but the, the forward battle is the one that's going to really set this game up. Um, looking at the Raiders team, uh, as we mentioned before, Curtis Scott has been named, um, although he's picking up that leg injury, and we'll see how he goes this week. Uh, on the extended bench, you've got uh, Matt Tomoko, uh, Harley Smith-Shields and Semi Valame, all capable of coming in and, and doing a job if they need to. And great to see Corey Harawira Naira back in the side uh, this week as well. Uh, he had that um, game off last week against the Bulldogs due to that contract uh, stipulation, but John, he gives us that uh, extra body off the bench that's uh, got that bit of X factor. Yeah, he's definitely got that X factor and he'll take a few hit-ups and really cause quite a bit of damage, I'd imagine, and I think we spoke about it last week, he'll just have that extra little bit of fitness as well. He's had a bit of time just with um, the strength and conditioning staff to help get him ready for the back end of the season, so I'm expecting a big game from him. You've got um, Ryan Sutton starting um, and Tarpanay starting, if that happens or if there's a, a late switch, I'm, I'm not too sure. There's been a few late switches recently, but I think um, if Tarpanay and um, Papali are on the field at the same time, like that's going to be something to watch. Yeah, what I'm looking forward to is John Bateman. Uh, he missed that grand final rematch uh, first instalment, uh, and we've seen the vision of him um, You know, watching the Roosters being presented their rings last year at the grand final and how much that was stinging him and how much he's used... Uh, that little piece of play to um, give himself some motivation for this year. So I think he's up for a big game this weekend. Um, probably wasn't at his best against the Bulldogs, uh, but I think you know with some good um, early ball, he can be someone that can do some damage for us this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, he's just got that ability just to do something completely unorthodox and it'll make it really hard to, to coach against him just because... He, you don't know what he's going to do. I'm not sure he knows what he's going to do before he gets the ball in his hand sometimes as well. He can 
he's got so many options because he's got that skill set to his game. I think that combination between him and George is really developing and it's really exciting to see. Tom, really pivotal match in terms of the top eight uh, as well. Uh, you've got the Roosters currently sitting on the same amount of competition points as the Raiders. South Sydney one game back, but a really strong for and against. So um, the winner of this match you know, can really go a long way to setting themselves up for a top four finish. Yeah, it's just a shame that COVID's around because I've got no doubt that with everything on offer that this week, this game would just about be a sellout at GIO Stadium. Um, but having said that, though, it's it's basically a, a battle for fourth almost this match. Um, I don't think the the loser of it will be out of the equation completely because there's still a few games left to go. But it'll it'll go a big way into d- determining that. Yeah, definitely. the The winner of this game is uh, probably in a box seat position to to go on and finish in the top four. Going to be a massive game. Uh, unfortunately, if you can't get there. Catch it on uh, Fox Sports or KO. I'm sure Channel 9 are pretty happy that they chose the Broncos this week instead of the Raiders-Roosters match, but we won't hold that against them much. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll move on from that. Um, and uh, now, great to see uh, that we could get 3,000 at least out there and support the Green Machine this weekend. Alrighty, round 17, the Raiders and the Roosters at GIO Stadium. Predictions last week, how do we go? Uh, I said George Williams with a try and a try assist, and no, no good. Yeah, I had Croaks to score the record with a try. He didn't quite get there, but he, he did get the record, but and, no points. And I got close as well because the Bulldogs only scored 20 in the first half yeah, and only three line breaks. <laughs> he said no line breaks and no points in the first half. Oh. So, uh, yeah, that wasn't really good from you, Johnny. Let's have a uh, look this week. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, mine's a, bit, mine's a bit of a simple one, but I, I've just got a feeling Curtis Scott's going to shake off that injury and he's going to really sort of fire. He's actually scored a f- couple of tries against the Roosters in the past for the Melbourne Storm, and I feel like he might continue that trend, but for the Green Machine this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and keep it simple. I'm going to go with two tries to Croaks. Two tries to Croaks, yeah. I'm going to go for Chance Nickel Clockstad. Uh, I think uh, a try and then a try assist. He's, he's uh, like I said, we've over the past we've developed that pass in his game, uh, and I think that um, it's something that might come in handy this weekend. <laughs> joining us on the Behind the Line Light podcast this week is Raiders forward John Bateman. Buddy, uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, Matt, how are you? Very good, thank you, mate. How are you travelling? You've been back for a few weeks now. Um, settled back into the rhythm of uh, the NRL. Yeah, it's been pretty good, mate. Obviously, um, just been getting back used to it. Obviously, like you said, if, I think it's my fifth week now. I think it, fifth week I've been back, so you just have to get get used to the game speed and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm feeling pretty good now. Obviously, got a good combination, that right edge going, so I'm feeling pretty good, mate. Were you frustrated uh, during that first part of the season? Obviously, uh, not being able to be out there with the boys and stuck in rehab um, during COVID. It must have been a really tough time for you. Yeah, mate, it's um, probably one of the toughest times I've had in, in my career, if I'm honest with you, mate. It's, obviously, I had, I had my operation. I thought it wouldn't be pretty straightforward, come back and go just be back playing. And um, obviously, once I started training and stuff, I thought it, were, thought it were all going good. Then COVID, COVID came and I had to do a bit of training from home and it's it just downward spiralled a little bit and it started shoulder being a bit more and more sore and it wasn't really, wasn't really in the um, marks that we wanted to hit. And, Obviously, then I had to go in for another shoulder up, and it probably really got to me to a fair mate. It, it really did. It just wouldn't. Have, obviously, it's been tough for everyone, but um, got to me at one point. I just I didn't know if my shoulder was going to get better and stuff. But yeah, I finally got through the other side and back playing now, which I'm really, really happy with. 
Mate, is that a is that a tough? Like, I mean, we talk about how hard it is to, to deal with a situation like that, but you know, not knowing if um, you know your future is going to be there at all with an injury, how do you how, how do you get through times like that? Yeah, mate. Well, it probably wasn't the first time I've ever been ever come across something like that. you always think it'll get better, it'll get better. And I think we got eighteen week into me, after my first operation, and I was supposed to be twelve week, and I just uh, my head went. I just didn't know well know what to do. Or, um, obviously, we couldn't really do much anyway because we couldn't come up, we couldn't train. Well, we could train, but we couldn't do much. And me, I was just all over the place. Obviously, I wanted to see my family, I wanted to see how they were. And you worry about them back home. And I think they were due to come as well at the time, were due to come over and see me. So I was upset that I obviously knew that I wasn't going to see them. And every, I think everything just just came at once. And it was tough, pretty tough to if I was My girlfriend was there, she, she helped me get through a little bit. but. Yeah, I think it's you just got to stay positive, mate. It's, I know it's hard to say. It's, it's easy to say when you come out on the other side, but you just got to take it each day, day by day, and just go with it to the face. If you try and think of the bigger picture, it's it, it's hard to it's hard to get through, mate, because it's it's a long road. But once you once you take it day by day and just go from it there, mate, it helps massively. Yeah, I, man, I can't imagine what it's been like for you going through all of this this season, um, with the fact that obviously you can't see your family, your daughter. Um, and that's you know, obviously played a really big part in the decision that you've made around your future and, and I'm sure that that um, was always at the front of your mind when you had to make that choice uh, a little bit earlier when it, when it came to where you were going to end up after this season. Yeah, mate, it's, um, it's been massive, if I'm honest with you. I've had, had times there where I've sat at home and got upset about it and I'm not really one for getting upset, if I'm honest with you. I just try and keep myself to myself. But, um, yeah, I've, it's, it's been tough, mate. I just want to... I'm really looking forward to just getting home now and seeing my little girl, seeing my mum and my brother and my family. And I'm just looking forward to giving them a big kiss and cuddle. I want to see him at, um, at the airport. It's, uh, probably a couple of months ago, mate, I wouldn't been at a city and even talk about it. Just, that's how tough it was. I just got upset about it and stuff like you. You never know what's around the corner and you just sit there worried, thinking, what if something happened? Could I get home? And You just start thinking of worse, I suppose, in, I suppose, in them situations. And like I said, it's obviously when the deal came about, obviously... I knew that I wouldn't be staying at Canberra, obviously, because I couldn't sort the deal out there. But when the deal came back with Wigan, mate, I think if a deal suited me, which it did, which it ended up doing, obviously, we had to go a bit of back and forth and ended up suiting me in the end. But um, once I got that deal, mate, I think that's that's why, that's why I ended up signing and obviously going back home. It's, it's a massive thing for me to be around my family and I'm real close to my family. And I've always stated that my family are my, my number one priority and I always look after them first and I look after myself first. So. That made a big, that put obviously a big, big part of me making the decision to go back home, Matt. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, you can't begrudge people for doing what's best for their families. And in your situation, obviously with COVID, it's very unique. I suppose the great thing is around it is you've got a position now where, where you know, four games out from the finals, the, the team's well and truly in the hunt to still play. So there's, um, you know, your last few weeks here in Canberra are going to be very special. Um, you know, because the team is performing so well. Yeah, definitely. I was that was one of my my main things. I, I did pretty, pretty similar when I left Wigan at the time that we obviously announced I was leaving and stuff, and we're, we're going pretty well there. And it's pretty similar here. Obviously, the, there's a couple of boys, me, Nicky's leaving as well and stuff. So we we know what we've got to do now, mate. We've got a tough game this week, and we're, we're looking forward to it. We, we think this will set us off on his way into the finals. Like I said, we've got another three games after that. And, the finals are just found a corner, mate. So we wanna we wanna go into the finals flying and 
we were looking forward to it. We've got a squad. We've got a squad of people who can really step up, and we know what it's like. We've been there now. We did it last year, and it's that 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 year's given us another year experience. We're obviously the lads that haven't really played in the big game, so we were looking forward to it, man. Like I said, there's no no other way I want to finish it. I want to finish with a, with a winner's medal and I want to finish it alongside them boys on, on that field at the end of it, celebrating. So that's the only way I want to go out, mate. Yeah, for sure. You, you finished that uh, season last year. We all know what happened. Um, obviously, you weren't there for the Roosters game earlier this year. Uh, now, I've, I've heard a few times that you've actually been one of the few players that's watched the grand final, not only once, but multiple times. And you also watched the replay of the Roosters players watching it as well. What was your thought process behind that? Yeah, um, I, I remember last year behind obviously when they when they won it at the end of the game, I stood down and watched them celebrate and I've always done it to a fair amount. I did it when we lost I've lost a couple of grand finals now unfortunately and I did it when I was Wigan and stuff like that. I've always made sure I've watched the grand finals of them celebrating after because that's where that's where I wanna be and that's what I want that's what position I wanna be in and I stood there and I just remember the feeling of how, how it felt watching them and the hurt and yeah, just the frustration and the anger and everything builds up inside you. I just you just want to try and hold on to that. And like I said, I haven't played against them. I haven't played against them this year. Obviously, the boys the boys got it over them last time, and I'm looking forward to it, mate. It's the first time I'm going to get to play against them this year. And obviously, I, I remember last year them celebrating, which they deserved it. At the end of the day, they, they won it. And yeah, I've watched the grand final a couple of times. I watched it. I, 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 I didn't try and watch, I didn't want to watch it, but thought I'd, I'd bring myself around and watch it, see where we went, see where we lost the game in a way, and see see how they won it. And yeah, I watched. I did manage to sit down and watch them review it myself, and it pissed me off even more watching that. But <laughs> it won the things, mate. It's, it it builds up that probably more so in my in, in my stomach just to thinking right. That's what I want to be. That's what that's what I want to be doing. And fair play, only deserved it. But we want to go one better this year, mate, and we want to take it away been a better man than me that's for sure I haven't watched it the replay yet it's too hard for me to watch but uh, look this season it's a completely different one uh, we've got some number of key personnel that have missed a few games through injury like yourself and we've got a few guys on the sideline still but some new additions to the team Curtis Scott uh, George Williams you know George in particular you've played a lot of football with before how you've enjoyed playing with him in the NRL yeah it's been good mate obviously when George walked close making the decision last year I spoke to him quite a bit about it and he was asking me questions and I was telling him stuff and obviously back and forth and stuff and it was good to link up with George. I've always, I've, I've, I've won, I've played in the best games in my career with George and we've won some trophies together and we've got some great memories together and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come over here. I knew I knew as a player what he's like and I knew what he'd bring to us and he has brought, he's brought it this year and I'm really excited obviously to play and playing on the same side as him and know what his game is and stuff. And, like I said, like I said at the beginning, we've got some good combinations going now, and we really want to kick on going into the back end of the year. We, we spoke about it as an edge, probably yesterday, I think it was. We just spoke about going to the next level, and that was in D and attack, and we need to really step it up if we want to really make a push for the finals. And me, having George inside of me, having Kurtz inside of me, having Nicky inside of me, that's that's massive for us, and we've got an edge there that, that's capable of doing anything we want to, but on the day, and, and that's what we want to do, mate. Yeah, can't wait to see how it all unfolds over the next few weeks. Just before we let you wrap up, um, we all know, as we said, we, you're going back to Wigan at the end of the season. If you had a player that was interested in coming out to the NRL, um, what would you say to them in terms of um, not only coming out to the NRL, but you know, if they were going to recommend a club, I'm sure the Raiders would be at the top of the list. Yeah, mate, I'd say 100% get, take, take the opportunity while you can. You don't want to be one of them blokes sat in pub for years time saying, I wish I, wish I could do that, I wish, I wish I did that now, I could have done that. And, yeah, just take the opportunity, mate. Come over here. Like I said, 
if you want to come to a raid, there's a great bunch of blokes. The clubs, clubs are family club. Everyone looks after each other, and it's it's fantastic. It's, it's took me in like I'm like I've been one of the owners, like I've been here for many years. To a fair man, it's it's a home from home for me. It's I'd love to stay here, and obviously that that couldn't have happened obviously with the contracts and stuff. But I'd love to stay here myself. It's it's been a home for me. My girlfriend's here. And, it's a fantastic club, mate, and it's a great club to play for. The, the fans are passionate and they get on your back and ride it all the way with you like we did last year. And that hopefully we can go one better again this year. So I'd recommend it highly. No worries, mate. Thanks for talking to us today. It's great to uh, get your insight heading into the last few weeks of the finals. And we wish you all the best and hopefully the team can go one better this year. Yes, thank you. There he is, John Bateman. Thank you for speaking to us this week on Behind the Limelight. We'll catch you next week.